those 45 chef teams are offering collectively more than 400 different recipes on any given week. So it's like a giant neighborhood of amazing restaurants, but delivered to your door. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Matteo Marietta, who is the founder and CEO of Cook Unity. Matteo, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing, Dave? Thank you for inviting me. Hey, pleasure to have you here. So I want to start with the Cook Unity founding story. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got this business started? Yeah, I love that. It's, it's always great to remember the, the, the initial days. So the, the idea to build Cook Unity started not necessarily connected to the mechanics of how we do it today, but the longer and the longer term and the bigger vision of building a platform that in our view um, does not exist today, a platform that does exist in other categories like music or videos, but does not exist for food where um, all consumers can find the best creators, uh, the best chefs, the, the makers of the food that we all admire and, and, and appreciate and enjoy in a way that has much more accessibility Restaurants are, are an amazing way to do that, but are very restrictive to your neighborhood and maybe your city. And for the creator, for the chef, they can only cook for 100 or maybe 200 people a day. So we're thinking like, what will it look like a more modern experience where all the chefs, all the creators have a much more robust infrastructure where they can just focus on what they love to do, which is cooking, amazing food, building teams, that are proud of that cuisine, that food, and the relationship with their fans. And that was the idea behind Cookinity. Um, I did another company in the intersection of food tech and logistics in South America, where I'm from. And that business taught me a little bit of the insights that we believe are the kind of building insights to start Cookinity, that customers really want variety and want to try a lot of different cuisines and foods, wants to customize or personalize. Their, their meals and their food. Food is kind of one of the most exciting cultural experiences that we have as humans. It's also very important for our nutrition. And, and because of that, we believe that the future of food is highly personalized and, and, and kind of very experiential. And that was the, the, the original experiential inspiration for Cookinity. So I moved to the US in 2016 and we started, we, we started building. So when did you know you wanted to become an entrepreneur? And, you know, how did you decide that the culinary world was that path that you wanted to go in? Yeah, I guess, you know, like the famous tip jobs, uh, connecting the dots backward, um, always easier. And, and, and it, it looks like a more uh, controlled plan uh, journey, although it didn't feel that way always back in the moment. But I guess when I look back, it was uh, relatively natural for me because my, my, my parents both are independent. And, and kind of I, I kind of saw that. Um, always they have their own businesses. Um, my dad is a farmer. Um, my mom is a fashion designer, but they, they, they both created their own organizations and teams and this and that. I started doing some things when I was 12, 13. Um, I always loved video games, uh, computers, and kind of doing different projects back then. But um, I guess it was after working in a big corporation for one, two years, that um, some of the, the feeling and the thinking process, similar to what I heard from other entrepreneurs, it was, I was 21, 22, but it was 
looking at my boss and the boss boss and the boss 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 and say like well um that doesn't that doesn't look exactly like the image that i have for my life or what i, what I think makes me happy so i guess one of those days going going to my great but very comfortable corporate job i, I thought like probably probably this isn't the, the route for me I was always been thinking I was born in a farm, born and raised there for uh, the first years of my life. So I always thought about what it would look like, a version that of when I moved to the, to the bigger city, what would it look like a more like farm to table, if you like, version, but uh, direct to consumer, like delivered to you. So that was my first business um, in 2007, before there was a big wave for delivery and dark kitchens and all that with maybe if we uh, save on the expensive storefront and decor and and service we can just put the like customers will pay less dollars and all those dollars will go to great food and great farmers and great chefs and and it was relatively natural so i didn't spend much time and not being an entrepreneur to be honest so you know, when you look at your the business today with Cook Unity you know as you mentioned there's been this kind of explosion of these meal delivery services what was the insight that you saw to really differentiate Cook Unity, and how have you made that competitive advantage? Yeah, so the original of the genesis of Cook Unity is um, what I was referring about before about how in other categories, let's say music, you have access to the best music, to the best artists, but that's not the case in food. And so modern consumers are getting used to the democratization of everything and having their favorite products, experiences available to them. And that is not the case in food. Of course, if you live in a in a in a vibrant city like New York City, where I live, that kind of feels closer to have a lot of options because you have, but you don't have like the world's uh, best best food and the world's best chefs. And and as I said, for for the chef side, it's even more constrained. So kind of that was the the original uh, insight for the business, and we built from there. So let's dive into that a little bit more because the chefs are at the heart of your business model. How have the chefs become partners for what you're doing and how are you enabling their own entrepreneurial journeys through Cook Unity? Yeah, so we have a very clear um, intention here and we want to build a much more horizontal model. We want to provide everything chefs have expressed and we know that need or want to do what they actually do uh, really, really, really well. Like this is a, a craftsmanship like no other. Food uh, has a lot of creativity, a lot of of artisanal type production, uh, but it doesn't mean that they enjoy or like to do or know how to do something about uh, accounting or permitting or building infrastructure and dealing with construction and things like that. So the idea is that we will provide, we'll build a, a very, very rich ecosystem where they have everything they need and any talented and passionate chef can become an entrepreneur. And if they're already in their entrepreneurial journey because they own one or a few restaurants, we will uh, help massively accelerate that. So for example, we started with one um, one facility, one kitchen in New York City, where um, New York chefs had this opportunity where they can bring their teams and cook their dishes in thousands instead of hundreds, and we will provide uh, everything. But uh, in, the, in the recent one year, year and a half, we built other six kitchens around the country. And now the New York chefs are expanding to different cities and chefs from these other cities, LA, Austin, Chicago, Miami, Atlanta, Seattle are expanding to New York and vice versa. So how's how's that work? If you know, if I'm sitting here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I order Cook Unity, is it being cooked by the chef themselves? Is is it somebody else is using that recipe to to cook? How's the the mechanics work there? 
Yeah, so we want to be true to the spirit of the original insight and the original idea. We want to empower the best uh, chefs. We want to massively increase their access and their, their, their scale. So that means that we'll never attempt to change their preferred process or like the way they do things. And that at the center of that is food. And I would say like very adjacent to that, building their teams. These are real businesses. These are real teams. You go to think of whatever restaurant you, you love and you go often there. There's a, there's a lot of work and, 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 and thought and, and passion behind that. And they don't just hire random cooks. They hire cooks that they love, that they book cuisine, and they train them and they make like a great culture out of that. And, and that's very important. So um, imagine probably like a, a great visualization exercise is imagine a large kitchen um, divided by, um, by, by in, in smaller kitchens. So for example, our New York kitchen is more than 60,000 square feet and there is 40, 45 chef teams working there. So it's like they're, they're all neighbors to each other. Um, each one of them has their own uh, individual kitchen, but they share resources and they share, we provide ingredients there and we, we can consolidate all the different recipes. So in New York, we have 45 chefs in the platform at the moment. That number is always growing as we onboard more, more members, more subscribers to the platform. And those 45 chef teams are offering collectively more than 400 different recipes on any given week. So it's like a giant neighborhood of amazing restaurants, but delivered to your door. So, you know, related to that, you have some really big names in the culinary world on your roster. How'd that happen? Did you approach them? Did they approach you? What was the, the relationship there? I think there's a very specific story here. We like to be kind of very realistic uh, with how it happened and, and, and kind of honor that because it was a special moment for everyone that was during the pandemic. Imagine Kukiti, uh, first quarter 2020, we were in our second year. We just raised uh, our first uh, round of funding at the end of 2019. So it was pretty significant for us, but still relatively low capital. One kitchen in New York, just getting started. And we were already approaching some of the, 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 the best chefs in the city and telling, telling them about this model. And they were reacting favorably like, Oh, that's very interesting. I thought about that for X, Y, and Z, then it could be good for, for my brand and exposure and this and that. But when the pandemic hit, um, the main effect that we saw in our business wasn't on the customer side, as we were a very small company and we didn't have a lot of advertising dollars at play back then. But the big impact was on those conversations with some of the, the best chefs in the city, the chefs that customers love and that we admire, that they went from or maybe let's consider this at the end of the year or next year to I'm ready to try now. And when eight, 10 of the most renewed chefs in the city joined the platform and they did well and customers love getting their meals delivered, not only to the city, but the suburbs or other cities in the Northeast because each one of our cities deliver not only in the greater area where the, city, the kitchen is located, let's say New York or LA, but the broader region, so in the New York kitchen produced um, in New York with New York chefs, but delivered in DC, Boston, Philly, and everything in between. So I guess by um, chefs being more open and, and having some more time to try new things and, and Kukiti really um, delivering on their expectation, most chefs that I met in my, in my career have expressed a version of, I would love to cook for many, 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 many more people. I don't know how. 
It's really hard to do that through the restaurant. The restaurant is not designed for that. It's designed for eating out, for um, kind of delightful in-person experience. So I guess that resonated with chefs on top of what is a really uh, meaningful and in some cases unprecedented uh, income source. Um, we have more than 20% of our chefs in the platform that make more than a million dollars uh, in profit uh, per year today. And uh, restaurants um, are not always easy. Margins are not always easy to get and get uh, consistently. So, so it's great that they can complement the restaurants with us. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. You talk a little bit more about that last point, you know, making over a million dollars a year, that's remarkable for any industry. But how's that compare for, you know, a typical chef running their own restaurant? That seems like it's astronomically higher than they'd usually be able to do on their own. Yeah, I mean, here we can pick, choose if we pick like averages or the edge cases in the extreme, but it's hard. Let's say that the average restaurant in, a, in, a, in an urban area fits 100 to 200. Um, a, a restaurant that does fairly well fits 100 to 200 people per day. Um, we have chefs in the platform that are feeding thousands per day and in different regions. Um, so that already is, 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 is a difference there. But yeah, let's say a restaurant that does well might do. Uh, three to five, maybe a little bit more in revenue per year. And um, margins can be anywhere between slightly negative to uh, five to 10%. Um, there's obviously a different level of complexity. Uh, you have front of the house, back of the house. It's a full business that you need to run. We try to help um, with everything that is not uh, cooking and, and, and the relationship with our, with our team. So we help with technology, with logistics, with marketing, with packaging and things like that. The good news is that these things are not exclusive. Um, the use case of the restaurant is a use case that, that has existed for centuries. And most people not only agree that it will exist for, for more centuries, but um, we will do our very best to be a friend and an ally of the restaurant industry. Um, <clears throat> I think society needs restaurants. We need a place to stop in the middle of the day, to go disconnect, connect, recharge, um, enjoy um, our, our core value as a business, I mean, we have many values, but our core, core, core uh, brand value is connection. And we think that food is one of the best ways to connect people um, and to connect uh, kind of different um, parts of, of our industry. And we just want to be an ally. And we think that Kukiti uh, and the specific use case of uh, people cooking less at home, that is the problem that Kukiti is trying to solve today. People cooking less. So it's, this is more a replacement for groceries. Is, is, is a perfect complement to running a restaurant. And so right now, uh, Cook Unity is about to go through a rebrand of the business. Uh, what inspired that change? And you know, what are you helping to accomplish coming out of that? The rebrand is a process that started more as an internal process. Um, could get the, so 
uh, very significant growth in the last two years. Uh, we grew more than more than eight times in, in two years. We went from a from a team of 40, 50 to a team of more than 200. And there was a combination of, of, of reasons to believe that the time this type of exercise will be very, very um, helpful internally. Uh, we also went from 20 something um, chef partners to 100 plus chef partners. So it was a lot of key people in our internal uh, ecosystem that knew what Squiggity was about, but maybe didn't get what the first founding members of sorts, the people that were in the first year, two years, like of all those um, much like opportunities to talk about what we're building and have conversations and, and, and dinners together. Like sometimes when you're scaling and now in different geographies, you cannot replicate exactly the first playbook as how you build the culture at the beginning and how you onboard the first dozens of chefs. So Rebrimon started as an internal exercise where we basically said, look, I think that we're not fully, fully, fully expressing our vision and the uniqueness of um, our, our, our vision and our brand in all the touch points and in all these relationships. So um, doing an end-to-end -end redesign and an end-to-end -end review of all the touch points could be the best way to do that. While doing that, we kept our original kind of foundational definitions of what our vision, mission, purpose, positioning, brand values were, and we made we made minor adjustments, but um, in essence, uh, it remained the same. What it, what changes was more how we express it and how we tell it to internal stakeholders and then to to the world outside that we have this dream that eventually Gugiti will become, if not the the primary platform for food, one of the main platforms for food, and telling the story to millions of people and mostly busy people that are doing a lot of things and you're competing with attention in a very, you uh, know, in, in a way that resonates, that touches your nerves, that, that, that is like crisp, interesting. Um, that, that's the exercise that, that we, we, are, we are finalizing now. So beyond the rebrand, uh, what else do you have in store for 2023? So for us, it was 2021 and some of 2022 was about geographic expansion. Uh, we went from serving the Northeast to serving, um, having nationwide coverage that allowed um, the existing chefs to expand, that allowed new chefs to join, that allowed customers that moved to continue being customers of Cookinity, that allowed new customers to join um, the platform and, and, and add to their mix of food solutions, chef made, chef direct um, subscription. So that is working really well and we'll keep expanding um, to other cities in the U.S. and abroad. But the, the main priority for the next year for us is to start expanding in new type of sellers and type of products, food products. So right now, we, we've we been focusing on building what we call Cookity 1.0, is this meal, meal subscription service of prepared meals. Uh, what's unique is that you have hundreds of options and always growing assortment, much higher quality at the same level that you'll pay $30 to $50 in a, in a fine restaurant, but deliver at home, real chefs, you're supporting these creators that you that you admire, um, kind of percentage of the revenue goes from them, but it's only pepper meals. What we're going to, to start launching to the market now is all other type of food products like you might um, love um, Esther Choice or Mark for John or Ludo Lefebvre uh, dish, and you might love that sauce and you don't know what the sauce is. And now we will, get, you will be able to buy the sauce as well. 
And we will start launching different type of products, uh, products more uh, appropriate for families, so larger portions and breakfast and desserts and cooking classes and like all sorts of physical and digital uh, culinary experiences using the, the same kitchen infrastructure and technology that we already built. Well, that should be, uh, should be exciting for the chefs as well to expand into that. Yeah, well, most, most chefs have fantasized with like having their CPG brand and having like their sauces and their favorite creations available for, for, for millions of consumers, but it's not easy to do. So we hope to help. Well, you know, can't thank you enough for taking the time. It's amazing to hear the story of Cook Unity, both for your own entrepreneurial journey, but how you're supporting the dreams and aspirations of chefs across the country. Thank you, Deb. Um, I hope we, we talk again in the near future. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.